Welcome to the Cricket Matters podcast, the podcast for cricketers, by cricketers who want to train smarter and perform better. If you want to score more runs, take more wickets and feel like a pro, this is the show for you. We release a new episode every Tuesday and if you haven't got your copy of the High Performance Handbook for Cricketers yet, you can get your free copy at cricketmatters.com. Now, back to the crease. Welcome to the Cricket Matters podcast. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe and review when you get a chance. Help build the Cricket Matters audience and spread it all over the world. Uh, I was going to make a terrible mum joke then, but I will resist. Uh, With me, as always, is my co-host and Wales over 40s cricketing legend, uh, James Breeze. (laughs) Let's let's not go that far. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think I'm a nice status but I was trying to be nice I was going to make a joke about your mom and I was trying to be nice etc mm-hmm. etc thanks so for that I appreciate you it. have yeah no problem you probably but you have recently played for um, Wales over 40s have you not so before we go into the podcast let's have a quick chat about that you guys played England last week how, how was it we did it was it was very good actually it was the first ever Wales first ever over 40s international actually so it was quite a big deal really? all of that yep yeah, it was the first Why, ever in history. Before it, no, it's there's over fifties and over sixties and over seventies going the last I think four or five years, but then yeah. the over forties has just kicked off now this year. So I played in in the inaugural game at Broxbourne CC against England, which was a fantastic experience. And that Wales lost, but we tried to compete as well as we could, and it was a great day had by all really. And we're playing him again next week, actually, oh, in the return oh, fixture. Yeah, where are you where are you playing in Panteg in here in uh, down in South Wales. So it's uh, that's where the second game's coming on. And we got Ireland in, in late August in Dublin as well, in the over 40s, nice. who actually beat England, surprisingly enough, uh, in their recent fixture too. So it's all happening. The senior, seniors veterans cricket is, uh, is kicking off in a big way. Excellent, excellent. Uh, who did you get out? Um, well... <laughs> There's a gentleman by the name of Darren Stevens, but let's let's leave it at that for that. It was uh, it was a good day out had by all, uh, which was pretty cool. So yeah, no, it was good. It was just it was, it was a shame great. the stream didn't work because I wanted to watch. It. Yeah, it people were so angry about that. There were so many angry yeah. comments on that stream because it wouldn't work. It was incredible. But yeah, hopefully we'll have it going for the next game in Panteg so we can see that happen. And it'd be good. But yeah, no, honestly, it was, it was a great day out. Everyone played really well, played as hard as they could. Shout out to Sean Morris from Colwyn Bay CC. Uh, he scored 100, 110 on nice. debut, first ever game. So uh, 100 on debut, fantastic innings from him. Uh, Mickey Martin opened the batting as well with him, which was good effort. But again, England are just a little bit better than us on, on the day. Uh, and their spinners did exceptionally well. So we're going to play best spin better and then uh, move on from there. But it was, uh, yeah, it was a great experience. Really, really fun. Uh, to be honest, too. Cool. However, they did play the slowest anthem in the world for Wales. It was <laughs> like it was like someone singing a national anthem on methadone. It was it was ins- it was ridiculous. <laughs> like it was quite funny. So we were like trying to sing along to it, and it was like, yeah, this is a little I, bit. Slow. I love the Wales the Wales anthem, even though I'm English. I I mm. think the Wales anthem is fantastic. I wish it was our anthem. It's been voted one of the best anthems in the world. Several, several. It is. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's a, it's a cracking anthem. Oh, and not, not when it's done slowly. Not, not when it's slowly. Not when it's done slowly. No, perhaps, no. Uh, God, can you imagine? God, God save the king. I almost said queen. Then yeah. any, any slower than yeah. it already is. Um, my most important question though is how were you cricketing tees? Uh, the cricket tees are great, actually. The tees are great. Fair play to Broxbourne CC. The whole venue was actually fantastic. So it was a really. It was brilliant, just in North London. Well, it's just, I say, it's in Essex, really. 
um, up there. But the ground is fantastic. The teas are fantastic, and yeah, we got a, we got a lot to live up to for our for our next one. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. There we go. Uh, so let's crack on. We're mm. talking about optimal training for in-season cricketers. Obviously, we are now um, in-season. Uh, how How is your season going so far, James? Uh, it's been interesting. I think that's the best way to, to put it. I think Cardiff, here at Cardiff, we're doing um, exceptionally well as a club. It's been fantastic to see where we are and how we developed. We've got lots of new players in the team uh, from the ones, the two, three. Everything's just going fantastic. I've been mostly in the twos. Uh, because I won this is such a strong young team at the moment. It's fantastic. They're, they keep having to make me work for it to get anywhere near that level at the moment. But so uh, yeah, it's great. But the second team, we're doing fantastic. Like it's so funny. Like I'm batting at the three and four, and as the boys know, we've got Padrash. Like it's I'm always not getting an opportunity to bat because we're doing so well up front and we're performing really well. So we're top of the league, uh, six six nice. games in. Uh, and we haven't really had to get a second gear yet, which is a good thing because there was a big restructuring of the leagues last year. And we're, you know, I think over the next couple of years, the, the Cardiff second team will be in the right position where it should be playing. But at the moment, I think there's a lot of readjusting. So it's been a bit unfair on some of the other teams that maybe we've played against because the quality, there's a lot of Premier League cricketers playing in that team who are good enough for Premier League cricket. And we're coming in that, in that lower division at the moment, so it's been good. But personally, it's been it's been okay. I've scored one fifty, but I haven't really batted that much, so it's 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 more of a team effort, really. Uh, as everyone uh, who listens to this podcast knows, I know nothing about cricket. Basically, I know a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit. Uh, are you an all? Would you class yourself as an all rounder? Because you're a spin bowler, yeah. Yeah, spin bowler. Bat- at three of three or four, so I'd class you as an all rounder. Am yeah, I correct? That's, that? it's, I'm, I'm more of an all rounder, batting all rounder, a bowler, a spin. I'm, I'm taking wickets, which is which has been great, but I haven't been needed to do that as well. Because some of the boys are taking wickets too, so it's been it's been a it's, it's been a, fun, so it's a funny you season. Do nothing. I'm doing nothing. Yeah, that it, was literally yeah. Saturday. I did nothing. Like literally, we we bowled the other team out for eighty eight. And uh, I sat, and then we we got it. We won by ten wickets. So it's been it's been one of those seasons where like with the team's doing exceptionally well. It's a great buzz, a great atmosphere. Everyone's performing. Everyone's doing options. So it's we just like you said. I think we're we're just waiting for the the right situation where the team can move up a little a couple of leagues to to compete as well as we could be. Mm. Which is yeah. good. Who are you playing this weekend? Uh, I think we're playing Panath actually this weekend. Um, that's we got Panath. But but it's it's but but saying that I feel. I've been doing some work with Toby Radford. If you haven't listened to his podcast on yeah. batting, I highly recommend it. And I recommend working with him, which has been great. And I've been doing a lot of, I've changed my training for in-season this year. And I'm actually feeling fitter and stronger and faster and more agile, even at my ripe old age of 40 um, than I have for a long do you time. Wanna, do you want to talk about, before you go on to exactly what you're doing in-season, do you want to talk a little bit about what you're doing with Toby at the moment and how that's helping you? Yeah, literally, Toby, it's, it's all batting technique and batting coaching. So we, he's taken me back down to basics and we found out a couple of um, basic, not errors, but like triggers that I was doing that wasn't getting me into full alignment. So we've worked on my alignment and my posture at, at, at the stance. Uh, so that's the main, it's hard to describe it, more of a lot better alignment, which is feeling really good, which meant to have, have a better part, bat path as the ball's yeah. coming down. So. Do you maybe, uh, I'm trying to think of how to describe this for people, do you maybe lack a little bit of rotation? So that's why you're not in the right position. Yeah, there was. Why you weren't. Yeah, so one of the things we, we just discussed was my rear, my left shoulder, because I'm, I'm a left-hander. So obviously my right shoulder is facing forwards and my left shoulder is at the back. So what I found was to get in some of the alignment positions, it was my left shoulder that wasn't letting me come into that position. It was tight, it was, I had a tight neck on my right side, my t- tight left shoulder, which meant I couldn't get into proper alignment. 
So I was compensating, which allowed me to fall, fall over a little bit on my off stump. Uh, for those who are going to get really technical about what I'm doing. Go, go get technical. But no, but it was, yeah, so like, well, that's the big thing. So my alignment wasn't there. So there was an issue. My left shoulder was the one coming, leading the movement instead of my being in alignment. So I was like squaring up a little bit uh, to meet yeah. the ball. So I wasn't as strong on the onside as what I, I tend to, I should be. Uh, but anyway, I've addressed that, done some correction work for my, release my neck work, release my neck, release my left shoulder a lot. So I'm back into alignment. So yeah, I'm feeling very strong on my onside at the moment, like very strong that I haven't for years. And my pull shot is back, which is one of my favorite shots. So it's, uh, so it, it's all going well. I've had a couple of interesting ways of getting out. I've had a couple of like full tosses. I tried to smash it, smash it out of the park late on to get out and got out to them. It's just one of those things. Um, but yeah, it's been good. Batting feels good. And hopefully I'll get a chance to actually score some big runs soon. Hopefully getting next so week. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't really care. <laughs> I'm not, I, can, I can cheer you on, mate. That's fine. Um, so what are you doing training-wise uh, in season at the moment? So I think let's, let's start with, as a general topic for everybody now. I think the number one rule for the entire cricket season is to help people keep as fresh as possible so they can perform as best as they possibly can without getting injured. I think that's the real importance here now. Yeah. You've got to think about this. Cricket is very hard on the body, particularly if you're playing, playing multiple games a week. I am currently playing three to four games a week. Uh, one or two T20s, followed by two or three 40, 50 over games uh, during the course of it, which is quite a lot for a, technically for a 40-year-old uh, to, to be playing. But I enjoy it. I love it. and want to keep doing it. So I've got to bear in mind that I'm getting my fitness from playing the game of cricket. I'm not getting my fitness from my training. There's a very clear distinction. So the running between the wickets, the running on the field, making sure I'm doing that, that's where my fitness is coming. So off the field, I'm doing everything to maximize my ability to recover and still perform and stay resilient and be injury free. I think that's, that's the key thing here. So my number one priority that I'm doing every single day is mobilizing and doing stretching. I think that's the the biggest takeaway I can give to everybody in season right now is to prioritize mobility and stretching, yoga, if you want to do it in in that sense, but do that every single day and ideally before and after a cricket game too. That sounds really like too much, but it's not. It's it's all about that recovery to feel better afterwards. And I can't emphasize that enough. You feel so much better for it, the fresher to play the game uh, as possible because you don't want to go into each game tired and exhausted. No, no. Um, which are the key things. So that, that, that's the main thing. I think if you had to do one thing, mobilize and stretch, that is, that yeah. is it. If you, even, if you did not, even if you did nothing else. Yeah. Exactly. Particularly if you're playing multiple games a week. So if you're, play, if you're playing three, four games a week, mobilize and stretch. If you're playing one game a week on a Saturday, well then you can do other stuff. You know, but prioritize the mobility on the Friday, Saturday, Sunday to recover and recover fast enough. But the rest of the week, you can go into other things. Uh, but it's all about staying fresh for that Saturday game and you don't want to be lifting too heavy, too hard during the week uh, because it's going to put more strain and you're going to put your body into like a energy deficit, as I potentially call yep. it. Yep. So in terms of any strength work that you're doing, what does that look like at the moment as compared to what it would look like off-season? There's a, there's a really good phrase that uh, I like in terms of comparing powerlifters who are big, strong people and sprinters. Power lifters are strong, but they're not fast. Sprinters are fast, but they're strong. You can get a lot of strength training from sprint work. 
Now, sprinting, to some people, they, they picture images and conjure images of a like hill sprint until you puke into a bucket. That's not what sprint training is all about. I've literally, I'm, actually, I'm actually in my sprinting gear this morning. I've, got, I've come back in my running gear because that's what I did this morning. I went and did 45 minutes of sprint technique work, which is a lot of strength work, particularly in the hip flexors and quads and glutes. I spent 25 minutes of doing A skips, B skips, uh, marching drills, pogo jumps, like all this, all this jumping plyometric light stuff. And then I did seven sets of wicket drills of sprinting where I ran half a football field over wickets, cover here. Like I would sprint in a game running to the boundary. I did that seven times, recovered, did it again. But I was focusing on technique and speed. And then I left after 45 minutes feeling fresh. But I could feel, I, you know, strength work is a lot of explosive work, <laughs> a lot of rebound work there. So I'd argue that most of your strength work in season should be around sprint technique. Because if we're trying to reduce and reduce injury, you want to sprint as often as possible, as fast as possible, whilst as fresh as possible. That's a secret to getting fitter, but it's also a secret of staying injury free. The best way to keep injury free from, from running and hamstrings and stuff like that is sprinting more. I can't emphasize that enough. Uh, people don't do it. As you say, it's very different to what people um, think about in sprints because most people think of like, you know, sprint finishers and as you say, hill sprints or blooming Tabata sprints and falling over in a sweaty heap yep. at the end and that's not what we're, we're talking about just a well you said you did seven maybe that's too many uh, just a few a, a few short sprints mm -hmm. uh, you know two or three times a week aren't you? that's that's all you're yeah. talking about so it's not heavy and hard and you should feel good and refreshed after it right yeah exactly. and I think I'll caveat this there's two types of sprint workouts you can do there's more lactate inducing one which, which is what I did today because I've got no game today so I did yeah. I did a harder session but it wasn't around how fast I could run. If you, if you want to maximize, if you want to see how improve your speed, you got to time yourself and sprint as hard as you can for no more than three. That's, that's the golden rule there. Yeah. But today I was a lactate workout, which was still only seven, seven sets. I did it over wicket, so it was technique based. So I did it longer because it's more of a lactate induced because I had no trait, I had no match today. However, tomorrow I've got a match tomorrow night. So I'll get my fitness tomorrow night. So I could theoretically do some fast sprint work in the morning but it would be keeping me fresh. No more than 30 minutes. Do some A drills, A drills, B, B drills, uh, light jumps, light plyometrics into some speed work, which is like three set, three reps. I said, do it as fast as I can. And then I stretch and go home. Like that's, that's very different. So I'm still fresh, but it's priming me for my game tomorrow night. I wouldn't go in the gym tomorrow night, and then I'll stretch before the game too. So there's, 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 there's two types of sprint workouts, lactate inducing, which still isn't really like puke in a bucket. You still feel good from it, but then there's actual out and out speed work, which is more, more drill work here. So I, I'm more of a fan of this in season than I am lifting weights to be honest with you. Um, yeah. because it's, well, it's, any, we'll, we'll come on to that. You, you obviously any weightlifting you're doing at the moment is, is quite light and we'll come back to that. But we just had, um, Mike Boyle. Uh, on our sister podcast, the Strength Matters podcast, who's a incredibly well-respected uh, coach um, in the strength and conditioning world for about the past forty uh, years or so. Um, I hope I'm not making Mike older than he is. <laughs> he's sixty. Yeah, he's sixty. Yeah, no, but he was the former head coach of the head strength and conditioning coach, the Boston Red Sox, um, yeah. one of the most famous yeah, baseball teams in the world. Knows his stuff. Let's yeah. just say he knows his stuff. And anyway, uh, his his guys. They do what sprints two or three times a week, and it's only yeah. three, three reps all out done. That's yeah. it. So 
you know, we're not talking a lot of reps because, as James said, yeah, you got to stay, you got to stay fresh. Um, do you want to talk about go back onto onto strength training now and things that we see, perhaps mistakes in the cricketing world? Were sort of because this is something we talked with Mike about that we are ten years behind. Maybe, Thirty years, perhaps, in the Thirty world. years. <laughs> okay. 30, 30, years. 30 years behind. Yeah. Stuff uh, in, that's in, the, in, in what we see. And that was mistakes, Mike's. In our opinion, that we see are being made in, the, in yeah. the cricketing world at the moment. And that was that was Mike's quote. He said it's about 30 years, but we figured this stuff out 30 years ago in baseball. And they're still. And he said it, I'm still doing it, doing it in cricket terms. He's been asked several times from people from cricket to come and have a look at some of the stuff they're doing. And he's seeing them make the same, making the same mistakes they made 30 years ago. Um, yeah. And that's, that's across the board. So. Now, in season, there's a difference between off-season and in-season training. So again, it, it comes yeah. down to the fact that if you want to be as fresh as possible, fresh as possible for your games and feel light-footed and agile, not heavy-footed and clunky and stiff and sore, when you lift heavy weights, you will get stiff and sore. It's not about yeah. maximizing your, your, you know, your bench press or your squats or whatever now during in-season because it's going to make you stiff and sore. And it's going to make you less mobile on the field. You need to be run, you need to jump, you need to... Take to, there's been a hell of a I saw a video today on Cricket District like what a catch that guy took from um, I can't remember Jay, I, George this. I haven't seen it it's mental like if I, shout out to all the guys at Cardiff Cricket Club I keep telling I keep telling you there's a reason why I do these backwards running drills for you boys every single time <laughs> in session it's because to take stuff like that um, yeah. but it's yeah so in season you've it's more about just maintaining what you've got and keep working like fast twitch fibres so you're, you're not feeling sore, you're not feeling heavy. And it's, you do want to lift heavy, but only for one to three reps. Like I'm talking literally three reps. So you take your max rep deadlift, right? Do about 90% for three reps. Then you pair it with some plyometrics. So you still got your bounce. <laughs> so we will make you faster. We make strength training to help you make you faster, but you're resting long time in between. So you're not doing supersets. You're not doing, you know, circuits. You don't do any of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, good example was me last night. Went to the gym last night. There was no cricket yesterday. So I spent five to 10 minutes warming up and activating. I then did um, some specific shoulder um, shoulder arm care work that you've been working with me with, Josh, uh, to, yep. to improve my mobility in my shoulder. So I did some arm bars. I did some uh, bottoms up carries at 90 degrees for my serratus anterior muscle because it's one of the important How's muscles. Going, by the way, I feel it's nice. working. Yeah, it is actually. I'm still I'm getting strong on my left side compared to my right side. It's a massive discrepancy. Cool. Uh, I did that activation work and then I went into my lifting stuff. Now, for those who don't know what my lifting was, I did kettlebell, kettlebell clean and jerks, five reps each side, um, paired up with some box jumps. Like super, super easy. I literally did five reps each side, did five box jumps, and I was jumping onto a box quietly and stepping down full range of motion just to pair it off. So it's an explosive lift. Like kettlebell jerks all about maximum explosive to improve vertical height and vertical leap. But then I rested three to five minutes in between, did it three times. So it was super easy. It was heavyish, 24 kilo for me. So it was a third, a third of my body weight. And that's all I did. That's literally what I did. And then I did some trap bar deadlifts, three sets of three reps, right? For me, at about 90% of my max, I had a guesstimate max because I haven't lifted um, for a while properly. But I had 140 kilos in the bar for three reps, which is two times body weight. And I paired that up with uh, uh, standing jumps. So I did that with standing jumps. And that was my weight session, followed by yeah. a little bit of maximum aerobic speed work on the assault bike. 
And that was it. It took me 60 minutes with some stretching at the end, but there's a lot of rest in between. That's the only weight training rest, I did. A lot of mobility. Yeah. yeah. The majority of that session was actually mobility. And activation work, yeah. The core and I finished with core work, sorry. So I did a lot of yeah. I did a lot of Copenhagen planks last night, actually. Uh, mm. to play around with that. But that was it. So like it was like it was like explosive lift, which for me was a kettlebell jerk, so I got that technique. Then I did a heavy trap bar deadlift because it's a, one of the best exercises that combines squatting and deadlifting in one and it's safe to do with a plyometric superset of plyometrics and then core work. Simple as that. As simple as that. What about, would you you be tempted to do some light trap bar jumps if someone can't do yes. kettlebell jerks? Yep, 100%. 100%. You, you do the more explosive one at the start. So trap bar jumps at the start paired with a plyometric again, and then you go into you know something else afterwards. So again, it's super light, super easy. I, I'm a big fan of Turkish get-ups. They're a great one to do it, total body work. I love the get-up, absolutely. So you do some slight old overhead work, but nothing too crazy. It's the overhead carries and stuff like that. So, but that, that's the important thing. You don't, for, for cricketers, we want to avoid the barbell on your back or pressing with a barbell like, like it's the plague. You want to avoid it and just avoid it because it makes you slower in all aspects. Like I've I, seen. I mean, so- I would add to that. You want to avoid it on your back and your front. I wouldn't yeah. be doing any oh, yeah. squats either. Got to be honest. Yeah, because they haven't got the mobility. They have, you haven't got the mobility yeah, in your wrists. Don't have the mobility and your shoulders to get into that position the further to do it well. And then you're arching your back. So again, it comes down to the fact we keep saying this on this podcast. The number one cause of most cricketers who've got back pain who've been training in the gym is their barbell back squat. Yeah. Right. And I'll argue even deadlifts because some of the deadlifts I see are shocking as well. Yeah. If I'm being honest. And it's, it, sorry, guys. Sorry, don't mean to piss on new chips, but it's, it's what I'm seeing. <laughs> and it's here. And then a lot of the training, the guys in the training, speaking of the boys at Cardiff, like I see, see what they're doing and, and hear what they're, they're doing. You're training for aesthetics, not for cricket. Two different things. Yeah. Two very different If you're an aesthetics and bodybuilder look and look good for the beach, which I know you, everyone does. Because everyone talks about who's got a good rig in the changing when they take their shirts off, right? So I, I know I, you hear that, All right? So I get that, but there's a, there's a difference in how you perform, and yeah. you want you want to be faster. But if you train properly for your sport, you should get that as a byproduct. That's yeah. real. If you focus properly on what you should be doing, you yeah. get that as a byproduct. So you don't have to train at the beach because yeah, that's the wrong way to uh, to think about it. Exactly. Um, cool. Should we move on to a little bit of something you mentioned um, before? You're already seeing. Uh, nutrition assistant. Yeah. already seeing people put on a little bit of weight and we're only just at the start of the yeah. season so we, we, we always say this what's the one number one goal for the whole season is no injuries and the, one of the biggest reasons people have injuries is because they put on weight body fat percentage has a huge de- is a huge factor in performance and injuries that's, they, that's why Premier League footballers are measured to the nth degree on their body fat because it's linked to hamstring injuries and pulls Right, you've got to bear that. You're talking a couple of percent, couple yeah. of percent difference, and you're in trouble. Yeah, slightly slower, you're weaker, and you're in, you're in all sorts of troubles. And again, we're this we start of June. Um, I'm already seeing it because the boys don't get me wrong. Like it's you know it's it's all great. We're winning. We're going out, having food, but they're not prioritising training, and they think they're getting the training from their cricket. So the nutrition goes out the window a little bit. So yep. you know we're seeing this already that people are putting on weight. And there's, there's so many studies out there that talk about this, particularly in female football players, where they 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 use an example of how at the start their their weight stays the same over the course of the season. However, by the end of the each season, their body fat goes up four percent, and the seat and the injuries start to happen when it goes up to above one point five two percent, and it carries on here. So we're at that stage now where injuries are starting to happen in cricket. 
for, for, for multiple different reasons, but people need to listen and understand that they need to pay, pay more attention to their nutrition and hydration habits because that's key. You're, you'll be starting to consume more food without you realizing it and you're not burning off quite as much. And you need to draw that back in because at the end of the season, you'll be a few kilos heavier and about 5-10% body fat heavier too. Do you think for the uh, for the average cricketer, it, it's a little bit of you know, as you say, you're playing the games and then you you're going out and having a few beers afterwards. Yeah, perhaps, definitely. That's overlooked, yeah, which is 100%. understandable. Everyone's got to relax and have a bit of fun, but you just got to keep your eye on it a bit more. Yeah, it's it's part of the social side of things as well. You, you've got to. I, I'm yeah. all for that. Don't get me wrong, but you need to be aware and be mindful of it. It's just so, being aware. That's yeah, it. yeah. That's all we're trying to say. I'm not saying don't have any beers. Like it's it's part of the culture. It's part of the it's part of the the way things done. However. You know, if you're having six beers plus a pizza and a kebab when you after you go out with the beer, boys and the beers, and then you wake up the next morning have a cooked breakfast, and then start eating everything under the sun, and then you do it throughout yeah. the week without inadvertently not realizing you've and you added an extra five thousand calories to your weekly intake without even yeah. realizing. So you may eat perfectly Monday through Thursday or Friday, but then the weekend is literally topping you and taking you over the edge, toppling you over. Yeah, but it is you could just bear that in mind. Like nutrition is such a big factor to bear in mind over the course of the season and be more mindful. I think, I think it's actually really more important than training in some respects mm. alongside what you're trying yeah. to do. So, Well, uh, we, we've spoken about this on other podcasts as well. If like, you know, if, if on, the only training you're going to be able to have time to do because you've got a busy life and you've got a lot playing a lot of cricket and everything is going to be mobility, great. But at least try and keep your nutrition in check. Yeah. You've got to keep one or the other. If you let both fall off the wagon, then you're in then you're in real trouble. Mm-hmm. It is, and it starts with, and sadly enough, as we talk about cricket tees, it starts with cricket tees. Like I had cricket tea <laughs> yeah. on the Let's weekend. cricket tees. And I, 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 I don't normally have it, but like I know for a fact, like I, I literally ended up not eating properly all day Saturday because we finished, we finished at quarter to four, like, which is yeah. unheard of. On, we bowled them out for 88, finished with quarter to four, like great, we had tea. Then you start nibbling and eating other stuff and it just builds up. And suddenly, because I, I track religiously, as you know, Every day, yeah. I had suddenly had three thousand three hundred calories. Which is, that's like that's a thousand calories yeah. over than what I normally have, and that was because yeah. I tracked. And I thought, oh my god, what have I done here? And then <laughs> they figured it out. But you know, even me, that's particularly as you age, as any aging cricketers, you've got to be more mindful of the body comp- composition because it does impact yeah. your performance and your injury rate. And we've got to be more careful than the other guys. The youngsters can get away with it a lot of the time. We can't. We physically can't. What about? Um, obviously, we've got great weather at the moment. Hmm. Um, what about hydration during a match really important I think you know I think we should do a separate podcast on that on strategies and how to do it in fact we can do that next time I think because it is something they don't even think about they, they usually get squash on, in the middle of the game but they don't think yeah. about what they should be doing having before to optimise it so maybe we do that as a separate Robinson's. podcast Robinson's yeah it's literally Robinson's squash <laughs> or Tesco's whatever like crap you get in there which is all good but there's, they can do better, and maybe we need to speak yeah. of that because it does impact mental performance as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, talking about uh, having beers and stuff in cricket, you're going to take me to a game soon. I am indeed. We've acquired tickets for the Ashes, the first day of the Ashes um, up at Headingley, haven't we? So we're having a Cricket Matters, Strength Matters works day out to go and have a look at it. I, I can't wait. It'll be the first cricket game proper cricket game I've, I've ever been to it's a big one as well the heavenly test is a massive one so uh, yeah we're looking forward to that is it the first okay. test of the series no it was the third test the third, third test. test so it could be, could be a pivotal one could be a pivotal day one oh day one third test up at Headingley getting out with the rest of the northern monkeys 
Hey, looking forward to it. There we go. Looking forward to it. There we go. Um, anything else you want to add to this before we uh, that you want to talk about before we wrap this episode? Yeah, I think just just very simply, you need to train as if you're a professional sprinter for cricketers. Right. I think that's a really good way to think about it. Train as if you're a sprinter. Sprinters don't sprint to failure. Right, they're like they're like a cat. They have a nap every now and then, and then they come out and sprint fast, and they go back to sleep, and they have that, that type of mentality. It's it's similar to that. So you've got to focus. Imagine you're a professional sprinter, and in season for cricketers, that's your priority. Mobilize, stretch, right? Yeah. Do activation work. Do the do the drills. You're going to switch some of the muscles on that you need to have. I look after your shoulders a lot, yeah, and then train like you're a sprinter for fast twitch fibers to keep you fresh and as fast as possible and then focus on some of the running drills in between. And you, can, you have that, you have a solid in-season game to feel bouncy, feel fresh, feel athletic, agile, whilst combining good nutrition. And then we can talk about strengthening and power work in the off-season after that. Completely. It's the old, before we wrap up, it's the old misconception of beast mode, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, how people think beast mode is just going mental and absolutely running yourself into the floor. And the reason I mention this um, is because we went to Nosley Safari Park this weekend oh, nice. and saw some lions. And what were they doing? They were just lying Nothing. down sleeping, the lazy gits. <laughs> <laughs> so lions, ultimate yeah. beast mode. What do they do? They sleep most of the day. They'll have a quick sprint to get some food and then they'll yeah. go back, they'll eat and go back to sleep. So that's exactly. beast mode. <laughs> it is true and it's and, and, you know, like I said it's different like if you want to lose weight it's separate it's sep- losing weight is hard work You've, it's a lot of hard yeah. work it's not for in-season cricket it really isn't you can maybe lose some weight around eating less but you don't prioritise lifting heavy and stuff because it's going to impact your game on the field on yep. Saturday absolutely there you go absolutely cool thank you uh, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this any comments questions feedback suggestions uh, please do let us know anything you want us to talk about on the podcast. We will uh, we'll happily do it. And we've got some good guests coming up. Have we hopefully, not? Hopefully, yeah. Podcast? We'll keep it quiet. But we'll uh, we got some oh, guests. We'll keep it. Oh, it's all secrets. Secrets. <laughs> uh, please do tune in again. Thank you, James. Thank you, guys, for listening. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Cricket Matters podcast. If you love listening to the show, then please do share it with others. That's how you can help it grow. And the more it grows, the more great free content we can bring to you. For more in-depth help and analysis and your free copy of the High Performance Handbook for Cricketers, visit cricketmatters.com.